Welcome to the Liberty Free to Be podcast. My name's Rachel Peru. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from some amazing people who are leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, breaking down midlife stereotypes and proving it's never too late to find your passion and purpose. From health, happiness, mindset to menopause, reinvention to rebelling, no subject is off limits. Living a life of liberty, free to be. Free to be whatever you want to be in midlife and beyond. So welcome back to a new week of Liberty Free to Be and I am loving the response to the new branding. Thank you so much and it feels so good to be rebranded and to have embraced this change and you know don't be scared of change because look where it might lead to and it has given me a real boost and it has made me feel more aligned with everything where I'm at right now. Growth is a great thing and it can be an exciting opportunity to embrace change so Liberty Free to Be definitely feels aligned with what I'm about and how I am in my 50s. So I'm really excited to have this out there. And today's guest has been an instrumental part in my own growth. I would like you to introduce her to my fairy godmother. And she is the fairy godmother to lots of other people. So I can't claim solely um, her fabulousness, but she is a powerhouse. And I love the fact that I've been introduced to her online. We've been working together on my branding and more about my self-belief because like lots of people my confidence got knocked through lockdown life and it's taken me a while to get my self-belief back and my confidence and to own the shit that I'm doing quite frankly and Jojo Smith has been an amazing part of my journey. I've been on her Fabusas self-awareness strategy course and then have been on a retreat with her and Rosie Wilkins and, and now we've been through this whole journey of rebranding and I am in a really good place because of her so I have a lot to share with you today, and I'm so glad that Jojo Smith is going to be introduced to the Liberty Free to Be world. So, good morning, my gorgeous friend. How are you doing, Jojo? I'm not going to lie, I've had to catch a bit of a breath because we have had a very busy, I want to say weekend. It wasn't even a weekend, it took the weekend to get over it. Um, we've just got back from a huge event, and I'm taking a bit of a breath. Yeah. <laughs> Be inspired. For those that don't have never heard of it, Danny Wallace has created the most amazing community heart-led speaking event over two days. And it does feel like a weekend festival. It is a mentally kind of takes you on such a roller coaster. And you were a big Who part knew? of that. Who knew that amount of fabulous inspiration could take place at Old Trafford? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to admit that bit. I had to tell, not tell my husband I was off to Old Trafford as a Tottenham fan. <laughs> Well, <laughs> we're Villa fans in this house, so knowing that I've spent like you know that amount of time at Manchester United at the Theatre of Dreams, um, but it really was a Theatre Dream. So yeah, and you know for me, Rach, dreams is what I work in. So it it's uh, yeah. it's been it's been a bit of a bit of a week. It's been amazing. And in my introduction, I described you as my fairy godmother, and you are instrumental of the the branding behind me, Liberty Free to Be. You, I've been on a big journey already with you and it's only just started. But how do you describe yourself to people? How would you describe yourself in three words and why? Oh, in three words, I think oh, I've got two sets of three, right? So if we can have triplets twice, then <laughs> I think how I would describe myself is definitely sassy, not sorry. And then the other one would be happy, sassy and successful. But if you're asking me to describe what I do in three words, 
then it's belief, branding and business development. Fabulous. You have put that so succinctly and we I can't wait to share everything that you do in this podcast. And it's easy for people to, to look at people like yourself that are successful, that are helping other people become successful and really step into their own light without appreciating the journey that you've been on. And, and you have got to this journey later on in life. So where do we start with this backstory? Where would you like to start with it? Because you have been on your own journey. And I mean, although I act sometimes like a seven-year-old, I'm actually 49 in May. So I am heading to half a hundred. I've got to say, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. In fact, I get quite excited about it yeah. because the older I get, the wiser I get, the sassier I get to be perfectly honest with you um and the more confident i get and no my journey wasn't an easy one i am a successor of the care system i like to say successor rather than survivor because i was sitting in survivor for quite a long time thinking i was in success uh and i actually wasn't so it wasn't yeah. until i decided to actually step into my own empowerment my own confidence my own sassiness just for anybody listening um, the word sassy stands for lively, bold, full of spirit and a little bit cheeky. And it was a crown I decided to own um, at the age of 46. But yeah, my life wasn't always like that. My life hasn't always had me sitting in courage, confidence and self-belief abundance. Um, it's been a real um, work journey, to be honest. And what kind of key things kick-started this journey? Where did you get that courage from to to go down this new new path what ignited it was it something somebody said to you was it something that you kind of got this light bulb moment and thought actually yeah shit I'm not only what I'm doing here so I think it I was in a situation where I was in the corporate space for many years 20 years business development working for other companies representing them um and my integrity was compromised and my values were not aligned with where I was and once my integrity was compromised, for which had been about the third or fourth time in my working career, I got to the point where I was just like, the only way I'm not going to have this happen again is if I'm in charge of my own destiny, if I'm my own boss, if I am doing this the way that I really feel this needs and could be done. Mm -hmm. um, so it was almost a little bit of a push and a nudge, to be perfectly honest with you. And the big girl pants had to come out because it was either put up and shut up or do something about it. Mm. And in life, whatever you're doing, if you're not going to put up and shut up, there's only one person that can do something about it. And there was a lot of borrowing of belief to begin with, Rach. And I've spoke about that and I speak about that quite a lot because even though I was nudged and pushed into this like, decision, it was like I really did only have two choices. And it was put up and shut up or, you know, take the plunge. Yeah. And for me, I was almost, I was literally, I don't think I've ever said this to many people, actually. I was on the verge of my slippers and my, and my greenhouse and thinking, oh, you know what? I'm at this age. Maybe I'll just stop and take it easy, get yeah. a little part-time job and do all that. Why am I pushing myself? And then something just said to me, you ain't done yet. Yeah. You ain't done yet. There's, st there's still so much stuff. Do you want any regret or do you want to go out and do this? You know what? Just try it. What have you got to lose? Because 
if the greenhouse and the, not that there's anything wrong with the greenhouse and the slippers, but if that's going to fulfill you enough, then take that. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't going to fulfill me enough. So I was like, all right, then let's go for this. And starting my own business is, is where that, that started. And it's scary, isn't it? Change is scary. You know, you and I have worked together now. I've joined, we'll talk about it more, but I've joined, I think I started on your Fabisas course and then I did the retreat. Yeah. And then um, I've been working with you and Rosie on the whole new rebranding, Liberty Free to Be, which I am in love with, I'm obsessed <laughs> with. And, and I know that this is just the start of our journey, but it's scary. It's a scary thing to do. And did you have a support network around you when you first started or were you kind of, OK, I'm on my own here? So you've just hit three really big like topics there, right? Firstly, I want to say well done you for just saying I am totally in love and obsessed with liberty, free to be, because all that is is your personality. So that means yeah. you are totally obsessed and in love with yourself, which, you know, I am a massive advocate for because yes. that's belief starts so first of all I want to just say that is key to everything being totally in love with yourself is and it's not an egotistical thing so that one the second one was change you said you know being afraid of change Mm. I think everybody is afraid of change we don't like change it makes us feel uneasy it makes us feel insecure it makes us feel worried or is that just what our mind has been led to believe for many, many years, that change does make you feel like that? Now, I, even though I still get a little bit nervous at change, I have really taught myself to embrace change. Yeah. Because there's an old saying that people, are so many old sayings, if nothing changes, nothing changes. That is so true, right? And you have to really understand that because if you're moaning about something, nothing changes if nothing changes. So you've got to change something in order (laughs) for, you know, things to change. (laughs) It's basic. Um, But we do all get a little bit nervous. And myself, coming from the life that I've had in care, when things change for me, that was really, really bad. bad. I mean, you know, from a young age, from being in foster care to a children's home to another foster care place, change was always really worrying and Mm -hmm. unnerving. And I became very much a rapid adapter in that. So actually, my inner skill set to embrace change has been there from a very young age. But it was strange that I got to the age of 46 and that change scared the living... Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? You are, you are. Scared the living (laughs) shit out of me right? at the age of 46. And as we know, as we get older, we don't want to go on the roller coasters as much as we get older because we're aware of what could happen. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And we think about that far too much. Um, So that change... If anybody takes anything, and we're quite early on to this conversation, if anybody anybody takes anything away, I would just say try and reframe that change because actually there's another saying that a change is as good as a rest. And actually change, if we embrace it, can bring so, so much. So that was huge for me. I, I know I've just gone on a complete waffle about change, but when you were speaking, I was like, it's so important that people try to reframe change and see it as opportunity rather than um, something that's going to create insecurity. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I think in midlife women that people will really relate to that because I think we get so used to being in a routine in life that then rocking the boat and doing something different brings out all sorts of wobbles along the way. But look what can be at the other side of it. It's exciting. You just don't know what's out there. It's no wonder we've got a bit of um, 
a negative view on it because let's face it, for midlife, it was called the change yeah. for so long, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's like, well, we've all been dreading the change. Yeah. But actually, like hurtling towards it now, any kind of change I know brings me new new um, opportunities, new learning, new growth. And embracing that has brought me nothing but good change. Yeah. Um, but And that's what I'm on a mission, to show others that actually if they just make these tiny little changes, but they make them consistently um, and they become committed to them, actually a whole new world can open up because, you know, if anybody else is feeling like they ain't done yet, yeah. <laughs> then, then embrace the change. And you've, already, you've been on this kind of work journey as well, because when you first set out on your own independently, it was all about branding, which is what you're experienced in, and you've got an amazing career behind you for that. And, you know, your creative mind is genius. I love how you, you think outside the box. But you have gone down different routes from that, haven't you? You have really evolved into now help, having this kind of desire to help other people experience what you've experienced through, through change and through making those mindset differences. It's living mentorship, Rach, because so where I started business development was more about re representing brands than building them. Yeah, it was. And it was more about instilling the um, the the relationship with a brand. So rather than creating it. However, when I look back now over my business development career, what I actually did do, because it was always from cold relationships that I built my business relationships on, I kind of curated those brands as how I would represent them. Um, that it was probably 90% me, 10% the brand, because I had to keep so much of it to how they would want yeah. it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it was always me representing it. So it was actually my personality that got us through the door. Mm. Um, so when I decided to leave and start my own business, it was really around business development and visibility because there was a lot of bits and pieces I'd done around signage and things like that. My creative element is innate in me. Yeah. It's, it's definitely my superpower. Mm -hmm. I trained as a pastry chef many years ago as a patissier, worked in France. That's where all my creativity came in. And then I say by accident, actually, it's got to be faked. Yeah. Ended up in sales, ended up in business development. Um, so when I came into doing my own business, like I say, it was more about business development. But what I learned was, I see life as a cake. If you want your cake, because I like pastry chef, I like cake. And if you want your cake and eat it kind of lifestyle, this is how I describe things. So the top layer of the cake was the business development. But I thought that was the only layer that mm. I was working on. Actually, when, so I started to try and develop my own business. But what happened was I hadn't got a real solid brand. I'd actually stepped out as I thought I should rather than how I could. So yeah. the brand that I was about to step out in didn't fit me perfectly and was very much the businessman Jeff kind of persona because that's what I thought everybody thought I should look like so they would take me seriously. Yeah. If anybody's just listening to this, if you can see where I am at the moment, I am wholeheartedly pink, sassy, a bit fluffy, yeah, kind of thing. Um, my brand was very dark. It was very corporate colours. And that's how I was going to step out. But actually, 
the very first time I put my business card in front of somebody, it was actually Danny Wallace, who is my mentor and best friend in business and life. Um, I put it in front of her. And as I put it down in front of her, and this was in the first couple of weeks of me just getting it out there, I put it in front of her and I went, this is what I've got, but it's not really me. I actually said those words. I actually <laughs> said, yeah, I actually said these words. And she went to me, well, what are you doing? I've only known you five, ten minutes, because this is early in our journey. It's like three years ago. And she went, you're very pink, you're very sparkly, you're very leopard print. What made you successful in your previous career? And I was successful in my previous careers, working with global companies like Amazon, big Premier League football clubs, that yeah. kind of thing. And it was always from cold. So I always got through the door and I was like, it was my personality that got me through the door. I wasn't your average kind of rep. I was the girl that had the toilet roll stuck to her shoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was very much as I am and very open and honest and genuine. And I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? My business is not going to develop. If I try and be somebody else, I've been successful being me in those elements. However, I had the safety of hiding behind a company name, yeah. if that makes sense. So I was like, okay, I've always been a go hard or go home kind of girl. So if somebody gives me some direction or if somebody says, you know, this is how to, I'm going to try it because what's the point of doing anything half-ass? Half yes. Yeah. So there's a great Matthew McConaughey um, a video clip on TikTok and Instagram, which is him going, don't do anything half-ass. It's really, it's really, really cool. So I was like, okay, I need to sort my brand out. So I found myself a really good uh, graphic designer. And I knew inside, because I'd always been a great translator between somebody's mind what they wanted but they couldn't create it i've always been able to do that hence yeah. the fair godmother title wishes into reality ideas you know with strategy and stuff like that so i was like you know what this is what i need to do so i got a really good graphic designer and um we had a chat and i was very intent on what i wanted i was like right pink let's go all out um and we designed our brand as it happens that designer was rosie who i now develop yeah. lots of other big brands with um, we've created a brilliant team together to do that because I can't do tech I can't do the actual graphic design but I'm a great translator and visionary and yeah. can see it. anyway uh, so we did that and as I did that the minute I stepped into who I actually was and it fitted me perfectly my brand and my business really started to be visible I stood out from everybody else I wasn't like the lemmings I wasn't like how I thought yeah. I should be and it was like, hold on a minute, who's this new kid on the block? Yes. And I was just being sassy, not sorry, being myself. So that was the second layer of the cake for me. So now my business could start to develop because I'd got my real kick-ass brand. Yeah. However, in order to truly be you within your brand and your business, you really have got to have kick-ass belief in yourself because to step out and st stand out, that takes some kind of belief and confidence yeah. to know that you're not going to give a flying flubri what anybody else thinks of you, to know that you are an expert in your field, to know that you are putting, you know, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there in belief of what you're saying and where you can take people. Well, that all came down to belief and that came down to really learning to love myself a little bit more. Yes. A whole lot more, actually. Yeah. And that's where I then had to work on that. 
And so the foundation of my cake, my three-tier cake, became belief, brand, business development, the foundational layer being the biggest because as my business started to grow, the bigger things started to come along, the bigger hurdles, the bigger imposter syndrome, the bigger limiting beliefs, the bigger what ifs, the bigger worries. And that's where Fabusass was born, which was, I mean, there's two kinds of sass in my world, as we know. There's the sassy, not sorry version of me, but the self-awareness strategy. And that is what I really started to work on, knowing myself, understanding myself, accepting myself, acknowledging myself, loving myself, taking responsibility for myself. And that was all about self-awareness. And it wasn't until I got that right that it became, became really sturdy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I um, completely get that. Now, obviously, because I've been through the Fabulous system and uh, <laughs> it is a game changer. And it's easy to look at somebody on Instagram and think, oh, you know, they're, they're really uber confident and they know what they're doing and they know where they're at. And I think for me, lockdown life really knocked my confidence and my self-belief hugely. And I'm sure lots of people can relate to that because obviously my work stopped because I wasn't modeling in London all the time. So then it's that it took down the whole journey of, well, who am I? What do I stand for? What am I really about? What am I going to own? And it's hard. It knocks your confidence. And going through your system with Fabisas really made consistent work on myself so much easier and made massive mindset changes for me that have really opened up a new way of thinking to, to know that I'm owning what I'm doing. And I think that's what people, older people, need to start embracing and knowing that all these experiences we've had in life take us to this point and let's own it and celebrate what we're doing in work and, and business life. We forget what we've done though, don't we? Yeah. We're not our own best advocate. We'll stand there and we'll cheerlead somebody else. But how yeah. often do we actually cheerlead ourselves? And that was a strategy for me because I was like, so I'm I'm not a book smart girl, although I've written a book. Yes. <laughs> which shameless plug I've, um, <laughs> I've written a book it went to number one in 14 categories thank Amazing. you um this is a girl that uses kisses as full stops and has got a real broad brummy accent is shocking at grammar and convinced i'm adhd but not had it fully diagnosed so my concentration span can sometimes be off the scale but Writing this book was really, really important because I really wanted to get across that what had happened for me wasn't about being, like one of my biggest, biggest uh, limiting beliefs was that I was not qualified because I yes. didn't go to university. Yeah. And I hadn't done great at school. But inter interestingly, I had done amazing at French in school because I loved French, right? So actually learning another language is one of the hardest things that you can do but because I loved it and I enjoyed it I'd excelled in it and if we think about it so where I'm not book smart common sense smart comes really naturally to me so it was like hold on a minute anything that I love I excel at I am capable of all these things why are we not homing in on this for ourselves why do we spend all our time focusing on our weaknesses yeah I think one of the first things that I asked you was, Rach, what's your favourite thing about you? And when I ask this to any of my clients, they always go, well, I know what I don't like. Yeah. No, that's not why I asked you. I asked you, what is your favourite thing about you? It's so hard for people to come up with. More often than not, if they're a family person, they'll go, my favourite thing is I'm a mum. 
Well, that's mm. another identity. That's still not about you. That's a that's another label and hat that you wear. Yeah. It's not actually about innately you. What is your favorite thing? What can you sing your praises about about you? Mm. And I was like, the more I focus on that, the more I can really give myself the 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 empowerment to go out and say you know what I'm awesome at this and I am an awesome creative so what went from I am not qualified went to I am an awesome creative and the minute I started to hear that more the I am qualified went out the window because actually 20 years of business development experience I am more than qualified absolutely (laughs) I'm more than qualified than some of the teachers or the lecturers that have done it so it was focusing on my absolute strengths and really reminding myself of those things reminding myself of past traumas that I've got through reminding myself that I'm still here I'm still breathing I've got through everything so actually I've done all right for myself I've looked after myself, I've, I've, I've showed up for myself and how many people actually like really um, give themselves the evidence to that and go, you know what, you're still here, you've done all this stuff, we forget all the amazing things that we've done. So in creating Fab Yourself, which is the Fab Yourself Awareness Strategy Programme, I gave myself a little strategy and I practised it and it was based on creating new habits, 21 days to break a habit, 96 days for a lifestyle change. But Creative SAS is about creating a strategy that's really connected to you. It's personal to you. It's not generic for what everybody else does. So yeah. I did it over 22 days because 22 is my number. I'm connected to it. I love a tutu. It's my birthday. Um, I was already on a winner because I wasn't going to get bored because I was excited to get to 22, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know we're going off on lots of different tangents here, but I feel like we're opening up all the boxes and it's important to understand for people to understand, to say, well, it's okay for you to say, you know, you're quite happy. You're quite, you're vibrant. You know, you haven't got this going on in your life. I have got these things going on in my life, but I have a strategy which enables me to come back to happy or to remind myself that if I have a shit day, Actually, just think of all the things you've you've actually done. Rather than a to-do list, it's a to-done list. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I do have a little book in my handbag, I've got it here, um, that I write, I've written a list down of all the things that I'm really proud of myself for. So that when I'm going to a casting, particularly if it's a scary one with a director that really scares the shit out of me, <laughs> I sit beforehand and I read all the stuff that I've done just to remind myself. And, I, and that's one of the things that came from doing the the fabulous session because I did my affirmations, which I've still got on the wall in front of me. But it's just that little tool that stops me from spiraling out of control in my head. And it's all it is. It's lead with your heart, not your head. Yeah. You always go about your head. Your head is the most powerful thing that you possess. Yet it's the one thing that tells us all the time that we can't do something or whatever. So if you if you go with loving yourself, way way more I absolutely love that you read those things to yourself because like I mean I'm the first person that when I say I'm speaking to Rachel Peru I'm like do you know what she's done do you know she's done this do you know she's done (laughs) all these amazing things I can see them but we have to see them for ourselves first and foremost yeah we don't we don't spend enough time on that 
Don't you think, though, as particularly as females in, in that environment from a young age, we're kind of taught not to big up, big up ourselves because it's seen as bragging or, you, you know, my parents used to say, oh, you know, don't say stuff like that because people think you're bragging. And, and so it's don't show of, from an early age, it puts you off from speaking about yourself. I had no problem sharing my podcast guests. I think that's why I liked it because it took the onus off me. Whereas now, yeah. I'm like, well, actually, I'm going to put myself in the limelight as much as my other guests. Yeah, that, it's precisely that because... But I think the only way, we need to give ourselves permission for that. As a fairy godmother, I grant you all permission to love yourselves beyond belief. Um, we have to give ourselves permission because, and the own, the best way that I can describe this, and this is not a new message, it's just a new messenger saying the same thing, right? Um, you know when we're on a plane and they say, put your oxygen, put your oxygen mask on first? Yeah. Because you can't, if you run out of oxygen, how are you going to look after anybody else? Yeah. That is common sense. Yeah. Because you need to look after yourself first and foremost before you can look after anybody else. So therefore, how is that any different to loving yourself? You know, you can't love anybody else or nobody else is going to love you unless you do first. Yes. Put that oxygen mask on for you first. It's allowed. It's the word selfish as well, isn't it? Yeah. That was one of my biggest hurdles to begin with because selfish is just a word that was an ugly, naughty, meant you're not a nice person kind of word. And But when you break, I had to get over that word. So I play with words. I'm a bit of a wordsmith quite a lot. As we know, I have my own language. In yeah. my book, there's a glossary, not a, gloss a glossary, um, <laughs> because, you know, there's Sassville, there's home play, there's all these different words that I play with. Um and I had to get over the word selfish to begin with. And I was like, it was like, it was my first big hurdle. I was like, okay, how am I going to get over being selfish? I was like, I'm going to just look what the word ish means because I am an ish kind of girl. I'm always arriving at six-ish, three-ish or whatever. I'm a bit peckish. Um, and the word ish means to some extent. So when I read that actual terminology, I knew that if anybody went to me, you're being selfish, Jojo. I could actually have the ammunition and the evidence to come back and go, do you know what the word selfish actually means? Yeah. And then be like, the word selfish means yourself to some extent. This is me looking out for myself to some extent. Yeah. And that's okay. Do that. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know, if it, it, it just doesn't. And I think we were just drummed into from an early age, don't be selfish. Yeah. And in order to have any kind of fulfillment in life, you've absolutely got to look after yourself to some extent. Mm -hmm. So self-care, be selfish. I am here for all the selfish dishes. I really, really am. Yes. Yeah, more please. And one other thing I really want to talk about with you is um, being intentional because you are so good at that. And that's another thing that I've really learned from you because things don't happen unless you really make them happen and i right. think you know being intentional about it so let's talk about that because you've got some great examples about how you have created situations for yourself that have created a ripple effect onto other things by being really intentional about it give us some examples of some of the things that have happened so intention is again it's a word that's just we kind of skim over it in normal life so people will go, oh, it was with the best intention. Um, and the best intent, when people say that, they normally like it's a little bit of thought, but or they didn't really think about it, but there was no malice or anything behind it. 
But the word intention really means to go out with something in mind. So have really thought it through before you do it. Mm. So the easiest way that I can describe this is if you don't go into life or a situation with intention, the desired outcome is not going to happen because it's like the peas on the shopping list. And I say this all the time. If you don't put the peas on the shopping list, they don't go in the basket because you either forget, you get distracted or something doesn't happen. Now, if you want something, you know, called the fairy godmother, I say, I help you create your wishes into reality with a strategy. A wish without a plan is just a wish, mm. as people say. A wish for me is with intention, success happens. W-I-S-H, with intention, success happens, right? So I believe anybody can create their wishes into reality. Absolutely anybody. I don't have a magic wand. I just have a directional pointing stick. And it's mm. like, this is the way to do it. And you can be and do anything you want to do in life if you set out with intention. If you go, okay, I want to work on a yacht or I want to own a yacht in Dubai, wherever, whatever you want to do. People go, oh, I couldn't do that. That kind of thing doesn't happen to me. How are you going to get that? I've got to have loads of money, blah, 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 blah. Reverse engineer that from the yacht in Dubai all the way back. And it could start off with the smallest intention of just going to work as a yacht hand in Dubai over the summer where you make relationships with people, where you then learn how much a yacht actually costs. Because if you can't live on a yacht if you don't know how much a yacht costs because you can't yeah. earn the money to get to the... Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, yeah. So it's everything you do in life requires intention if you want to be successful at mm -hmm. it. So look at the biggest picture, you know, oh, I want to live in a big house, I want to be financially free. Have you actually asked yourself how much you need to earn in order to be financially free? Have you done the sums? Yeah. Because if you've done the sums and you know you need £100 to be financially free, how are you going to make £100? Okay, I need to do five shifts at work or I need to do yeah. that kind of thing. People sit and wish, but they sit and wish, you know, I feel like this. They sit and wish with their eyes closed, keeping it to themselves as well. Mm, yeah. You've got to be able to wish with your eyes wide open and say it out loud because you never know who sat next to you that can go, oh, I know that person that can do that for you. Yeah. But if you've kept it to yourself, I feel like I've tried to give as many tips as I can in this. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Brilliant. just about the first biggest thing for how you can be intentional is just to write it down. If you decide you want to do something, write that thing down. And the minute you've written it down, it becomes intentional because you've actually kind of, you've put it out there, you've you've said it out loud, you've written it on a piece of paper. You know, you then go, well, okay, I want to, I want a radio show. I want a radio show. Okay. Well, then I, uh, this happened to me. I wanted to, I want, I'd love to present on radio. How am I going to do that? Well, first of all, I suppose I really need to go on a radio show to see if I actually like it. Yeah. Because I might not like it. Um, went on a radio show while I was there, loved every single second of it, said out loud, I'd love to be a radio show host. In the next breath, was offered my own show. Now I've got a radio show. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's, you know, I want to write a book. How do I write a book? Who do I know that publishes books? How can I be around that? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. If you are wishing quietly and you're just sitting wishing and not doing, then it's not going to happen. So intention, but write it down is the first, first, first thing is writing. So 
with that in mind then what's your kind of big wish for the future for you what have you got in your kind of bag of wishes that you want to uh, make happen brace yourself a fairy godmother's coming in here right because this yeah. is obviously a lot of my wishes i've already created yeah. into reality and they've got bigger and bigger as they've as they've gone on um and i've had to use my sass every single time because it's a rinse and repeat process just like you when you're going into big castings i still have to tell myself jojo you're an awesome creative just remember this you're an awesome yeah. creative um I think my biggest wish for me has come from my passion and purpose and passion and purpose has really come to the forefront for me only in the last year or so, because it takes time to really evolve and unpick yourself and understand where your passion and your purpose lies. Mm. It's creating a legacy that I have actually made some real impact so that when, you know, my body is not here and my soul is just floating around, I can still be happy in the knowledge that I've made a difference. Yeah. And for me, that is Chateau Sass. I'm saying it out loud. I've written it down in a couple of my emails to um, my subscribers. But Chateau Sass is a, um, a children's home enterprise uh, foundation, which is for children um, coming out of the care system to give them hope, opportunity, motivation and energy to actually become entrepreneurs and create their own um their own businesses because children coming out of care don't have the guidance yeah. that a, a, another child that has guardianship or a family to support them they kind of fall off a bit of a cliff to be honest with you because as you come out of eight as you come as soon as you turn 18 you are asked to leave the care system whether it's before your 18th birthday or on your 18th birthday and you kind of become an orphan again if you haven't got that support around you yeah. so for me it's to show belief branding and business development for for those in a marginalized group that don't get that that support and chateau sass i mean i'm a fairy godmother of course i want to live in a castle right and that's where my fairy tale ends but i see this big castle called chateau sass because i'm a bit of a fan of um was it is it oh escape to escape oh escape to the chateau Earth. yes yeah i'm a bit of a fan and knowing that there's all these beautiful castles in France, and I worked in France before, um, I would love to have Chateau Sass, where it is the kind of children's home enterprise, which is hope, opportunity, motivation, energy. Because I was in a children's home and it wasn't a very nice place. Mm. I'd love people from the care system, um, care experience, kids to be able to come out and go, okay, let's give you some entrepreneurial skills. Let's show you how to build your financially free secure life yeah. and their fairy tale because i think they deserve it so chateau sass is in my big plans but Love it would it. Also be there for entrepreneurial retreats and um but it also serves my life because i'd want my family to have somewhere to come where we can have holidays and yeah. things like that but that's where my heart really will explode i think amazing <laughs> that will be such an amazing special place thank you so much for sharing that with us so how can people find out about you because you you are on all social media platforms but how can well, how's the best place to come and to find out more about working with you i think if you really want to get a good feel for me come and follow me on instagram because mm. my stories go from professional to personal in a split second and you really do get to know who Jojo really is and what you see is what you get. 
Um, so Instagram is Creative Sass, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-S-A-S, no E on the end of creative, because there was never an E on the end of Joe, and it always used to drive me insane. Um, so Creative Sass on Instagram, Jojo Smith on Facebook, or you can head over to my website, which is creativesass.co.uk, or you can go and buy my book on Amazon. Yes, <laughs> It's yes. called Loving Yourself Beyond Belief. Um, and it's by Jojo Smith. And if you want to just start somewhere for just $12.99, you could really step in and start to step into your own self-awareness and strategy and really start to make your wishes come true. Amazing. And it's I, I can't recommend your book enough. It is a great place to start. And it's a great thing to constantly go back to as well. It's got lots of tips and advice in there and lots of things to think about. So thank you. My last question that I ask all my guests now is, Liberty, free to be. What does free to be mean to you? Free to, free to be. What does it mean? It means to me to be sassy, not sorry. And that means lively, bold, full of spirit, a little bit cheeky and totally unapologetic for being so. Love you lots. And I'm so pleased that we had this conversation and I can share a bit of your magic with my listeners. So thank you so much for joining me. And I, I know that now that I'm in your world, you're not going to get rid of me. You do know that. <laughs> No, because literally I don't. I'm like, right, come on. What are we doing next? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I shall see you soon. I'll see you soon, Rach. Take care. Love, Thank you bye. for having me. Well, Jojo is just a fabulous ball of energy and she has got so much to share with us all. I loved her tips. She's lots of food for thought there. And it's about consistency and reminding yourself of all the amazing things that you have done so that you can go on and carry on doing those amazing things and know that you know you don't have to stop at a certain time in life unless you really want to and if you do want to then go for it but if you don't there are so many opportunities out there later in life midlife and beyond it's a really exciting time and stepping into your superpower and owning what you're really good at is a great place to be and jojo has massively helped me and so many other people that she works with um, through creative sass so i can't recommend her enough some of the questions have really made me think. I love the question that Jojo said about what are you good at? What's one of your strengths? And it is a hard one because we naturally go to our default setting of thinking of what we're not good at. So I've been thinking about it. What would I say I am good at? I really think I'm good at connecting people together. I really like connections. I really like building community. And I see that as one of my strengths. So what would yours be? I'd love to know. So share it with me. I'll start a poll on Spotify. But let me know what you think about what your strengths would be. What's your superpower? Mine is connecting people together and building communities. I will be back next week with some more fabulous Liberty Free to Be guests. Don't forget you can subscribe so that you don't miss any of the episodes. I also run the free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group. We've got 320 women in there now and I love the conversations that we have. It's a really supportive, safe space for you to come, connect with like-minded people, support one another, celebrate your wins and, you know, support one another on those wobbly times because we all need that extra community um, and to, to carry on growing and have that behind you is a great space to be. So I'd love to see you over there. Um, go to Step Out of the Bubble on Facebook and you'll find the free group there. Links are all in the show notes as well. But I will be back next week. Keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Free To Be podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. 
If it has, why not come and join my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group? It's a safe space where you can connect with other women all at different stages of their midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. Oh, and don't forget to come and say hello on Instagram at Rachel Peru one I'd love to know what free to be means to you. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, keep being fabulous.